Hey everyone, it's Sensei Victoria Whitfield here, your journey partner in business, welcoming you back to episode 163 of the Journeypreneur podcast. This is your source for channel holistic stress management techniques, guidance, inspiration, and motivation from the best to stay on your path to rapid financial ascension and massive impact as a conscious entrepreneur. So in today's podcast episode, I have the honor and pleasure of getting to introduce you to a good friend of mine, Brian Rassi. He is a business funding freaking angel. Like he helps you find the money that you need to make big shift happen. You can find him at instigate.com. That is E and is a Nancy S T I G A T E.com. Brian, welcome to the podcast, brother. <laughs> oh my goodness, Victoria. I'm ready to roll. Thank you for having me for you and the audience. I'm, I'm excited to be Oh, it's such a pleasure to get to have you. Yeah, thanks for being here. So this may be the very first time that someone is getting to see you or hear of you and what you do in the world. So if you could, in your own words, share with us what exactly it is that you do and especially what are the three things that you're known for? Could you tell us? Uh, yes, we, we, we help conscious entrepreneurs and, and business owners access the under align with their right end result, access more capital, and ultimately create a proprietary custom business solution for them. So we literally do it all from start to finish to craft this solution that they need to get to the next level, Victoria. This is so powerful because, you know, as I'm I'm a visionary entrepreneur, I attract a lot of visionary entrepreneurs and we have big visions of what has got to happen um but we can have this experience of getting cash strapped or thinking that uh you know if it is to be it's up to me it's only dependent upon my own bank account or my own ability um to generate the funding to back up that vision and it's a real tragedy that so many people and so many businesses fail because of a lack of funding, would you agree? Or oh, absolutely. I think people are are trained either subconsciously or unconsciously uh, to to plan their dream business or their vision off their current bank account, and that's very limiting. That's a very limiting way to create anything. And so, what we try to do is try, to, Victoria, to help them, give them the framework, and give them the ideas to dream and possibilities. And, and get out of that limitation and actually create the dream business. And a funny thing happens when you get aligned with that end result. The money just has a funny way of showing up at the right time in the right way uh, with the right people to, to get you where you want to go. So it first starts with you got to have the vision. Then you got to actually plan for that vision coming true and then work your way back. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. And gosh, what is, um, I think it was a verse in sacred scripture of my people lack, a faint for lack of vision, right? We, we fail, we faint, we lose our energy, we lose that momentum for a lack of vision. But once you have it, having that backing is everything to make it possible. And so this makes me curious though, Brian, when you were a kindergartner and the teacher said, what do you want to be when you grow up? Did you raise your hand and say like, I want to fund businesses? No, <laughs> no, no. I wanted, I wanted to be a professional football player. 
I, that was that was when I grew up. I I idolized all the Notre Dame football players. I I could I couldn't watch TV uh, during the week. My parents wouldn't allow me to watch TV only for like one or two hours on Saturday. And so I watched Notre Dame football. So this was back when I was growing up in the in the eighties. Uh, you know, that's when Notre Dame was really good. So I wanted to be like Jerome Bettis. I wanted to be like Todd Light or, or Tim Brown. I wanted to, I wanted to actually go to the pros. Then I realized I only grew to be five, seven and only, and only like 180 pounds. And I did not have the lightning quick speed or the, or the ability to, to make it to a D one college. You know, I couldn't go to be three. And then I decided to shift my, my career choice to go into, into business. And I kind of fell into the funding, you know, the world, it kind of, kind of just gravitated into the funding world naturally. Yeah. That, like, so that's awesome, by the way. And that makes total sense knowing you that you wanted <laughs> to be a football player. Absolutely. And at the same time, isn't it funny how life can like throw us a curveball or a, a new opportunity or an inspiration that causes us to go in a completely different direction like i thought that i was going to be like a famous musician and teacher right i was actually supposed to be teaching english as a foreign language in turkey and also touring um with my band like that's what i thought and like life sends us experiences and wake up calls aha moments whatever you want to call it that can cause you to pivot and go on a different path. So I'm curious, like, what happened? Like, is there a story there? What happened to inspire you to start Instigate and start your, like, start this business funding as your business? Like, was, did something happen that gave you, like, some sort of an epiphany of, like, aha, I, this is what I have to do? Well, yeah, there's many, many situations over the years. We've, I've helped start a lot of businesses and I've had some some wins and some losses. If you're in this game for a while, you get both and you get lessons along the way. Uh, I don't consider it much failure these days, more lessons and wisdom as you as you as you groom yourself. But but truly when I got into funding back in the early 2000s, 2004, I started in residential mortgages and then I worked my way into starting our own venture with alternative funding commercial loans before the 2007, 2008 financial crisis. And we were still getting loans done and, until money just completely stopped and I had to make a pivot and I went into uh, consulting, business consulting. We, I started my own shop and I started raising funds for our own projects. But then one of my buddies got in trouble a high school friend of mine. And I helped him get money for his house. I helped him get money to start the business and he was successfully running it. And he got in over his head on a project and a client stiffed, stiffed him on the last payment. And it was a big renovation of a house and you make all your money in the end of the house. So all his resources were depleted and he was expecting that money to pay for, for the materials plus his profit. And it got really serious where if he didn't raise 20 grand in a week, he was gonna go under. And he had, a, he had a lot of work scheduled. He was, you know, he put everything into it. And I couldn't see my high school buddy fail. I could not see a friend fail. So I stopped what I did. And I said, Mike, we'll figure it out. And within a week, somehow, some way, uh, I, I, got, I found him $38,900. And it, it literally saved his business. Now he does homes for the stars. You know, he's, uh, you know he, he literally uh, changed the entire direction of him, his family, his, his employees, that community, you know. It, it, it's a big deal when you can save a business. That's what, that's what's ironic about this. And I remember making the phone call, Victoria. I remember picking up the phone, calling Michael going, dude, I got you. It's all done. It's done. The money's going to be there in like two days. Okay. Like just chill out for two days and it's going to show up. 
And I, re I remember that feeling and I, I sat back and I thought about it and I go, oh, that was good. That was a good feeling. Like that was, I have a feeling that feel, if I could feel that feeling again, more often, that'd be a, a that'd be a fulfilling feeling to have. And so I, I, I kind of sat back for another year and then Imelda and I decided to create Instigate and we really didn't know what we were going to do. We did one of the mismatch both our talents together into funding and business and spirituality. And, and that's what we did. That's what kind of, that was the impetus, the first loan that kind of like got us back in the game to say, let's do this again, a little with a wiser eyes than we were doing back in the early 2000s. This is incredible. This is incredible. So like for multiple reasons, I just have to acknowledge. Okay, so on one side, with your friend, he is doing the best that he can in his business and the big client backs out right when he needs $20,000 in a week, right? Any entrepreneur listening in right now knows like, okay, that is like, <laughs> that'll keep you up at night. Um, that That's a chunk of change. That's, that is a chunk of change. It's one that is enough to raise one's blood pressure, enough to keep one up at night. And then thank the goddess he knows you and to have you come in and say, I got you. And not only to come through in under the allotted time, but to bring him more money than he needs so that like he's he's safe, like he's completely clear to keep going and keep growing like this is huge brian like that's life changing that's life changing uh yeah it's a big deal what what, what i found over the years what happens and and, this, and mike's a classic case in this in from a lot of our clients is he could have come earlier he could have come earlier that, that that just doesn't happen that just doesn't happen like those unforgivingness there's certain things that lead up to this uh this this crescendo of the pivot point, if you want to call it that. And, you know, and this is very common. I bet you run into this with your visionary entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs in general, but a lot of them don't want to ask for help. Um, they're actually afraid to ask for help. They're either programmed to not ask for help, or they think they can do it alone because we all, a lot of entrepreneurs are A-type personalities. I'm one of them. I think I can conquer the damn world. I think I'm great at everything. And, and, and the issue is I'm not great at everything. I, I, I'm, I'm great at certain things. And if I, if I stay within my lane and I ask for help, uh, then it makes everything a lot easier. And that's been, that, that's, that would be my message to, to entrepreneurs out there is there are people and companies and associates that are really, really, really experts and good at what they do. And your job as a CEO, as an entrepreneur is to collect as many of those people that don't do what you do very well and surround yourself going in the same direction. And that's how you get there. That's how you get there. And it was just critical for, for Mike that week. And then, you know, th that funder was funny. That funder came back to him a couple of months later and gave him more money and, and, and actually took it to another level. And so like, you have to realize there's a power that comes when accessing capital at the right time. There's a power to that. No, I've never found anything that can catapult a business faster than an influx of capital at the right moment. Just boom, it just makes everything flow a lot easier. Just everything flows, you can make the decisions a lot easier, you can get that 
perfect person a lot easier. You can get that that marketing guru a lot easier. You can you can invest in your technology a lot easier. It's just even peace of mind of going to bed at night, not worrying about the next bill or the next the next the next cash flow crunch that happens. So much happens when you have like a chunk of cash uh, uh, available to you at the moment you need it the most. And that that's that's really what. Uh, I, I would love to have for every entrepreneur to have because it's so much easier to grow. It's so much easier to scale. Uh, what's tough is scaling on a bootleg. That, that, that's tough because everything's got to go right every day at every moment. Mm-hmm. That's, got, that's tough. It's a lot easier. And I think, I think if you've studied the successful businesses over the years, if you study all the big dogs, all the ones, I promise you they had a large chunk of money or they made a, a significant amount of effort each and every day to make sure they had the money to, to accommodate the growth. For, for every, every bootlegging, uh, bootstrapping company, I promise you there's, there's 90 something percent more that go under compared to the ones that raised the money and, and, they, and they, they, they squandered the money on a bad idea. I bet you the percentages are, are, are different. You know what I'm saying? Like more people will succeed with access to more money than they will having a bad idea. <laughs> Bootstrapping. I, I just know that for a fact. 100%. That's that rocket fuel, right? <laughs> the, the fuel to make sure that you're able to make it happen. And this is especially like, okay, I'm, I'm getting guidance to say this. For those of you who are listening and watching in like, you have got to have a business that works. <laughs> Money is not going to solve a business that doesn't work, like an idea that no one's buying into, etc. But if you are amazing and you're a hidden gem, right? Or you're you're struggling to try if anyone happens to find you, right? And you change their life or like it, with in the case of Brian's friend, like if they're able to find his friend, like their house is made absolutely incredible. It's done impeccably well, right? With some extra capital on that, that'll amplify your visibility. That'll amplify your ability to get out there and make the transformation, make the shifts that you're here to do. But this is not... Um, I, I want to be clear that this is not for um, someone who hasn't had proof of concept yet. Or Brian, would you agree with that? Would you, or would you go a different route? Like who? No, no. It, it's for it, you can have an unproven concept with a good plan, though. I mean, there's plenty of we we help companies at all stages get access to the money. Some have a birthed a, a startup idea that maybe has never happened, but. Uh, they need more refining on the plan and the plan and the team and the, and the, and the rollout strategy and everything involved is what's the backing for the money, you know, and, and that takes a structure. I, I would say money has money, capital, money, business models has a structure to it, Victoria. Money loves structure. Money loves structure. It, it, when you have a good business structure, good business model, money has a funny way of showing up and going out. The question is, is how do you structure that to, to get your piece of the pie to, to accomplish the end goal? Is it, is it, is this a business that's going to be a life, like a lifelong family, you know, business that the family, the family's going to keep for a while. You're going to hand it down to your children and your children, or is this a, a game plan in the next five to 10 years, we're going to build this thing up, go IPO and sell this sucker. You know, like, what is it? We can accommodate it, but each one of those models has a structure to it 
And the key is you can call it alignment. You can call it structure. You can call it planning. They all have a similar thing to it. Uh, you got to set it up right to actually allow the money to flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified that because as long as you have the plan, you can win, right? If you have that plan, if you have that structure, uh, as you're saying, Brian, you can win. The money will be attracted. The money's going to go where it needs to go and it will grow naturally. But if we don't have a plan, we plan to fail, essentially. Like the having that alignment, as you said, is key, right? So that it's stabilized and it's really set up to win, set up to be successful. I mean, this, I, I attract a lot of visionaries and there are some visionaries who are out there and about it. And there are also some that are kind of like wannabe visionaries who have tons and tons of ideas, but don't really follow through on them. And so like, what would you say to someone who has like a lot of ideas, but is struggling to follow through on it? Do they need more time or what have you seen? Cause I know like we tend to attract the same kinds of people, like a lot of people out there with big vision or doing next level stuff. But what would you say to someone in that kind of a situation? I, I, I'm a big visionary, uh, but I also have a lot of balance where I understand that there is a time to roll up the proverbial sleeves and, and put those ideas down on paper. Now I'm a writer by nature, you know, I, I like to write and articulate my thoughts. And it's been a, it's been a, for me, it's a wonderful exercise to write out my thoughts and do so. But what I found for the visionaries is they need structure. They need a structure in place to help formulate them. And the best advice I could ever give anyone starting a, a, a venture is a, take the time to articulate your thoughts on paper. Find any structure, any business plan structure. We have our own business plan structure. If you want, if you can always reach out to us, we'll give that to you. You know, like to articulate it, to articulate your thoughts in a manner that someone wants to see that information. Where everyone gets in trouble is they go out and they say, I need money. Awesome, Victoria, how much money do you need? I don't know yet. Well, that's great. What do you want to do? Well, I want to create this interior design company. I, I need a website. I need this. And I know how I know I, I know it's gonna be successful, but I, I I don't know how much I need. I just know I need it. Well, that person has a vision, but they haven't lined up all the due diligence and items to get to that vision to allow the money to flow to them. Uh, and, and if you don't, if you don't have the perfect credit, you don't have all the money in the world. Uh, you don't have a, 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 an impeccable track record. You might have a blemish here or there. We all have them. I have over the years. I can't say I'm an angel when it comes to, you know, you know, having bad credit or good credit and stuff like that. But my point being is if you don't fit what's inside the box, the perfect box, which a lot of people don't, then you need to have outside items to support your vision. That's all. And if you don't have those items to help give the, uh, the checklist items that someone's going to look that says, you know what, Brian, I see that you had some issues back a couple of years ago, but you, you did this, this, and this well. I, I love your plan. I love how you, you mapped out what you're going to do in the next near future. I love your team. I love how you're going to pay me back. I, I love everything. It all makes complete sense. That's the person that's ready to stroke the check. Okay. So the goal is for the visionary is to put that down 
in a framework, in a structured way that a common person, a four-year-old, a seven-year-old can understand what you're trying to do and say, you know what? I like you, Victoria. I think you got it. I think you know what's going to happen. I, I, I think I'm going to entrust you with this money. You're a good steward with this plan. I see the structure. They are the ones that are going to stroke the check. But you got to prepare for that. That's what I would tell the visionaries. And that, and guess what? It's free. It's pretty much free to do that. It doesn't cost you anything to articulate your thoughts. It doesn't, do you understand? It doesn't cost you anything. So, so the most cost-effective thing to do takes the most time and it's the most beneficial. And it is the alignment phase that brings the money. Okay, that, that, that's what I found over the years. This is so perfect because it's something as simple and as clear as that to sit down and gather your thoughts, get it all in order, get your alignment, your clarity right first so that you can communicate the value, right? Communicate the vision in the first place. It's this simple thing that so many visionaries, so many entrepreneurs jump over because they're just going straight into the, oh, the, the website and the this and the like all the marketing and all the, before you even get to marketing, right? Having that clarity is so powerful. Also with, and you said like um, before you mentioned about what what is your end game, right? What is your end game of, is this going to be like, you're gonna work until you die or are you going to blow it up and sell it and then enjoy traveling and doing all the, the types, is it going to be an IPO, right? So having that that clarity moment, like you said there, Brian, is so key for people to sit down and write it write it out and get super clear because that attracts funding as well as attracts growth and clients i mean it's absolutely it's actually it points it points the business owner and entrepreneur into the correct area where the funding they should be focusing on see the biggest waste of time is first they don't have the plan they don't have all the ducks in a row and they go out and ask for the wrong amount of money so so you're asking for this large sum of money. You don't have a plan to support that vision and that money. You haven't done the due diligence to support it. You don't have all the well-rounded components to support it. So then you go to that person or those entities, and now you're going to the wrong places without the plan in place. So you have a double whammy and you don't fit inside the box. So you have three strikes and you're out. And then you waste your time for about a year wondering, oh my gosh, it's my idea. No, it's not your idea. You just haven't you just haven't articulated your idea and vetted it out and then gone to the right sources that love and are looking for that idea. You see, that that's where that's where all the misconceptions are, and that's where everyone gets screwed up. First, they don't ask for it early. They don't think they need it. They think they're gonna do it themselves, then they don't have a plan, then they go to the wrong person, and then they wonder why they can't get money. <sighs> I'm so grateful that you're here right now, right? <laughs> I'm so grateful for what you're saying because I can, I feel very strongly intuitively that someone right now is like about to bite their phone in half with like, why didn't I hear this before? <laughs> like, this is so perfect. And you know what? This, 
this is the thing being um there's no class in you know grade school or high school on how to be an entrepreneur and even if you get your mba you basically learn about the history of business right they don't really give you the mindset and all of the energy and the like the connections that you need to be a successful entrepreneur you could just teach very well on business practices right this right here is what our people need to hear in order to stay on the journey you know within the first one to five years studies have shown 90 percent of businesses collapse they fail and not just because of funding right which is something that is like your awesome specialty but also what you're talking about right now a lack of clarity and alignment in the first freaking place and and just like you said we'll do this thing i'll put it on me i've done this so many times like obviously this whole podcast episode is just for me everything that you're saying is literally just about me and i'm i'm totally all for it i'll be in a narcissist right now because like i can't tell you how many times where i've fallen into the mindset trap of like what's wrong with me why can't i get this why isn't this moving forward me am i headed in the right direction am i is this what i'm supposed to be doing and and making the money uh, uh like making the money issues a uh, like responsible for that kind of a mindset collapse of like if there's money trouble then there's something wrong with me and so I've seen this from so many times, like I've served hundreds of entrepreneurs and they come to this point of the invitation to throw in the towel on their mission, on their movement, on their dream, on their idea, uh, right? And there's an invitation to do that of like, maybe you should just get a real job or maybe you should just, you know, close up shop. Maybe you're not cut out for this there's the invitation there to throw in the towel and i know this is a loaded question so i don't know if you've ever seen that or been through that kind of a moment for yourself as well on your journey as as a conscious entrepreneur right helping others to make it better uh here on earth but have you ever had that or seen that and if so how did you make it through because there are people listening in on this podcast right now that may be at that moment of like, maybe I should throw in the towel. Uh, oh, that, uh, absolutely. I think it's a human nature thing. And it's a loaded question and I'll answer it in a couple couple areas that I think are important. When, when pe people don't know my story, don't know, I, I lost my partner in Instigate three and a half years ago, closing in on four years ago. And that was a very pivotal point to instigate. Uh, she helped create the name. She was my life partner. She was more than just a business partner. She was my partner. So, so I lost it all uh, in, in a matter of a day. And and what do you do? What do you do with your business? You don't want to, you know, you're not, you're not mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually there at the moment. And, and in this case, you know, she was like a Victoria in this world. She was that portion of it where you could go to someone like that to help be the visionary, be the guide, go to the next level of that spirituality to help give you that clarity going forward. So I had to relearn that all myself. So of course, when you do that, or you go through, in this case, it was, I lost my partner, but, but that lack, that lack of support, that lack of clarity, or that lack of a partner in this case came in the form of lack. And I think with, I think the key question you got to say, Victoria, it's lack is when an entrepreneur or business owner finds themselves in lack, that's going to show itself up in the doubt. That's going to show itself up 
in in the partners uh, doing something or the business failing. It always has something to do with lack. Uh, so my first plan when I did it was I needed to figure out where was the lack happening and I had to come up with a plan. So I remember I was on the couch revamping Instigate to come out blazing like a, like a, of all its glory that you see now. But I remember I was on the couch uh, with my two cats at the time and I was doing the business plan and I was looking at the performa and I remember this feeling, Victoria. It was like confidence. It was like, there's no way, there's no way this is not gonna happen. Like it's so set in stone. It's like locked in. Like I plucked it from Imelda from the stars. It's like came down and she's like, you know what? This is how it's gonna roll and we're gonna do this thing. And then I rolled it out and guess what happened? It didn't go all the way. It didn't go all the way. It went up and down. And that's what people have to realize. It's a journey. It's a journey. But every time that it went down, I learned quicker. I got a little wiser. I, I was had a foot of foresight to have enough money or enough resources or enough people to hold, but pull in enough bandwidth to take the next wise decision and make a decision. If, if I only relied on the, like I said earlier, the bootstrapping, Instigate would have been under years ago. Again, it would have gone down in a blaze glory. But I had enough bandwidth. I had enough capital to overcome all the trials and tribulations. And if you haven't figured it out, when COVID hit this year, any business that did not have the, the other legs of a successful business, cash reserves, lines of credit, they were lying circling on cash flow and it got taken away from them. They had some rough times. That's just, that's the proof. It's this is so much more relevant because of the COVID crisis. Like I think of people who I love who um, own restaurants and like literally sitting on the phone with them of like girl i'm thinking suicide is like an out i don't even want to do bankruptcy yeah yeah that's not a that's a but i want i want to reiterate that's not all their fault you know like the restaurant thing it's really hard to plan for for the city and the state to shut you down like to shut you down you know that's what's been so amazing about barstools funding i don't know if you heard of barstools funding but they they well well uh, uh, Dave, uh, I think it's Portnay, you know, he created this Barstools funding and they, they help restaurants specifically for this restaurants and the hospitality in restaurants. So if you, if you are in that, I would reach out and, and, and apply for Barstools funding because they're literally helping the restaurant industry and bar industry stay afloat until they open back up. So reach out to them. And, and he created a fund to do that. That's a that's a problem that was happening. He loves that industry. He had the connections, the raise of money to do that. And now he's deploying the money. But that just tells you, uh, and I, I think I posted on my Facebook page, uh, of the reaction of one of the bar owners and restaurant owners that got funding from him. It's a life-changing thing. It's like she was going crazy. It was the greatest. It was great. It was worth sharing. That's the feeling. And you could see it on Dave's face. You could see on Dave's face, he's like, oh my gosh, you're going to make me cry. That's the feeling I have with Michael. I, I, I really don't think people realize that's, well, I think they do realize that's what money is. 
that's what money is. And it's not all to make the billion dollars live on the yacht and do so. It's just to provide, do something good that you like to do. And, and the key thing is, is when you're the owner, when you're the visionary, you have, you have one job. You have one job. It's not just to create the vision. It's to make sure you have enough money in the bank account to fulfill the vision. That's your job. That's people. That's, that's capital raising. That's making sure you have a budget. That's making sure you have a plan. That's making sure you execute the plan. And if you can't do it, you got to find someone to do it with you or on your behalf that you can trust and, and, and works within that framework that you had the vision for. Uh, otherwise, you're going down in the blaze of glory. That's And that's not me telling you. That's the proof of millions upon millions of businesses over the years showing you if you don't have these things lined up, it's just the end result you're going to get. You know, you inspire me, Brian. Well, for one, thank you for sharing that resource. And I am going to send this podcast episode to my friend who said that to me, by the way, who's an amazing restaurant owner. Restaurant owners do incredible things for our community. And I'm so grateful um, to hear about that. But you also inspire me because you know, one of my mantras um, is as a statement of belief is, I believe that when more good people make good money, more good happens in the world. But at the same time, hearing you, I'm inspired to also modify that. I believe that when more good people have access to good money, more good can happen in the world. You don't just have to make it. You can have access to it and then like be like that guy who created the Barstools Fund you reroute it to where it needs to go. You don't have to make it. You can just conjure it, right? And reroute it um, through where it needs to go. This is like, you're blowing my mind, brother. Well, I, I, I'm going to blow it one more time. And I, I think this is very critical for, for the entrepreneur as well, is I heard this saying, uh, uh, success is not personal, it's structural. Because a lot of entrepreneurs think they have to be the the man or the woman they got to be the the they have to come up with something amazing you know they got to be the the impetus the, the heartbeat of it they have to they're the product they're the product they're the service to it and they have to be this on this pedestal that's not when it comes to making money money like i told you is a structural thing and your job as a founder and entrepreneur in a lot of cases is to get the hell out of the way is to structure it and back yourself the hell out of the way because it, you don't have to be, not everyone's a Steve Jobs and it is the forefront of it. Steve Jobs had enough foresight to hire a lot of people and he knew what he wanted, but he wasn't the genius that brought it all those things. He had the engineer, he had it, but why did he do that? He had money to pay for all that. He had a money structure to have an IPO to raise unlimited amount of capital to deploy it. That's what I'm trying to say is when it comes to your business plan, when it comes to your structure, you've got to have a structure to have money come in and money go out. And the goal is to be a steward of that money. <laughs> and if you and, and that's your game, that's your game plan. And coming up with that right concoction is different for every business, different for every end result. And if you don't know how to do that, do yourself a favor, find someone who does. And, and shorten this curve as fast as possible so you don't deplete all your time, your energy and resources on this vision and get ultimately frustrated because it never moves the needle because you're asking all the wrong questions and you're going to all the wrong places. And so remember, it's a structure to this thing. It's not, it doesn't have to be all on you. you <laughs> 
successful mind blown. And let me explain because it's it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about the structure, right? And oh, my, so, so you're a funding angel. I like what I'm on a campaign against is entrepreneurial depression, right? Crushing businesses. So for you, you may be uh, against the lack of like, so basically entrepreneurial poverty or something like that. Crushing business for me, it's entrepreneurial depression and the mindset. And what you just made so crystal clear is one of the biggest things I hear from my clients all the time is that there's, and it's a reflection of me. I'll put myself on the, on the operating table here. Grand display. Like there's this thing where we think, uh, I gotta be the best version of myself in order to be a business success in order to make money right so i'm a personal growth and development junkie i've been through like what is it like 11 years straight of coaching and all of the but at the same time there can get this kind of cross section of if i'm not at my best then it's my fault all the reason why uh, the business isn't moving forward is it's my fault there's something wrong with me and i'm putting myself out there not just to be crazy but also on behalf of all of my crazies who are listening into this podcast who may be cut from the same cloth y'all <laughs> brian there just blew that up of the, it's it's not you it's actually the structure and especially i want to underline what you said right there brian of if you don't have that structure, go find somebody who does or who knows how to put it in place, right? This this is really powerful stuff you're dishing out, brother. I, I just know, I trust me, I've, I've created so many businesses. I've seen so many fall uh, for all the wrong reasons. And, and usually at this stage, when it's a solopreneur trying to create a big vision, they are trying to do them all themselves or they don't they don't know how to do it. And usually that takes a little bit of capital because if you rely solely on the cash flow and something happens, you get sick, you have a bad day. Um, you lose that big customer that, that you're relying on. They, for some reason, they something happens to their business. It was outside your control, like their big client fell apart and now they can't they can't pay you and you rely on them. Like there's always something that happens to the cash flow. And you need it to go from here to here, okay? You need access to money. And if you're a startup and you need a lot of money anyway, well, you need access to money anyway. So like both, so you, either way, you need access to it. But I can promise you this. It's not based on you personally. Your job, your job as a CEO, as an entrepreneur, as a founder is you need to look at all aspects of capital. There's, there's, there's your personal capital, like how much capital you, bandwidth you have. You have other people's money's capital. You have how you bring in people to attract, like that's a, that's a talent. You're bringing people capital, manpower capital, woman power capital to the table. How, do you, how, do you, how, how have you shown your track record to save that money? How, what about credit capital? I have good credit. 
business capital. Like, so I have an aspect of it. Do I have all my financials in order to have capital? This is the biggest issue is people are, are, are only focusing on the cash flow. And I'm not saying that's not important. I'm saying have one step beforehand. What's going to support your cash flow capital? That's what you need to figure out because that is the issue. That's the issue. No one said not go out there and go get the money on a boots uh, on bootstrapping it. That's your job to have a business coming in and out. I'm saying what supports that? What what is that? What you know what is the, what is your supporting mechanism of that? And if you figure that out, then you can sustain the bump in the proverbial road. That will happen. It's not if it will happen. I guarantee you if you've been in business any stretch of the imagination, you're going to go through the peaks and valleys. And the question is when it becomes a valley, a, you got to recognize it. And B, you have to have the supporting resources to withstand the storm of the valley before you come, come up on the blaze of glory on the other side. And, and having a little foresight of that is very critical. Amazing. Ah, oh, this is so good. So, Brian. Victoria. <laughs> Man, this is ugh. So not only are you deeply knowledgeable, um, but you're also very you're such an inspiration, right? You're giving like so much energy. And I know that someone's listening in right now and being like, need to connect with this guy yesterday. Like they're really where do we go to connect with you? Because I know like this is only the tip of the iceberg of what you, of your knowledge and what you have to offer and your expertise. And I believe in connecting good people so that more good can happen in the world. So where are we going? Where are we leaving you reviews? Where are we connecting? Where are we texting? What's the dot com? Give me all the things. Out of everything that I found over the years for a lot of people at different stages, they first gotta know that it's possible. Victoria. I just want everyone to realize, I don't care what your circumstances are. I don't care if you went bankrupt yesterday. I don't care if you just birthed a new idea. I don't care if you've never gone down this journey before. The, the soul evolves through entrepreneurship. So when you get the impetus, the urge to, to go create this thing, just know that it, A, it's possible. And it first starts with getting what I consider clarity. And I think people get all out of information, misinformation out there. You don't know where to look. You don't even know what type of funding is available for you. So we created this wonderful funding possibilities guide, a clarity guide for growth-minded business owners. And all you have to do is text the word possible to 411321. Text the word, one word, possible, and it's a six-digit phone number, 411321. And you'll get our funding possibilities guide, a clarity guide for growth finding business owners. And you'll get some other aspects and information. And it'll be a nice quick text to you. You get an email. It's nicely done. It's a short read. And I promise you, start your journey here. Start your journey here. Okay. And then from there, you'll get all our other information. You could go to instigate.com. But ideally, this is where you start. Because once you realize what's possible, then your entrepreneurial juices your, your vision will start to come into a framework and then we can work on the plan and accessing the money from there. And everyone's at a different stage, which is beautiful, but you need to know which stage and where you need to go to get access to the money. Don't waste your time not knowing where to go. That's my, that's my aspect of it. That's the fastest, easiest way for them to get uh, clarity, Victoria. This is so good. So I'm going to do it. Let's see here. 
So you said I'm gonna do a new text. Four one one three two one. Four one one three two one. And yep. then in the body, the word possible. P O S S I B L E. Possible. Send. Okay. And then it's gonna ask you for your email address. Oh, this is Wanda's tech. So I think I think she already has my email address. She probably does. So you're already in the system. So we'll email you directly. Yes, it's possible. Check your email now for funding possibilities, the clarity guide for growth-minded business entrepreneurs. That's right. Boom, you got it. So now you're gonna get that wonderful guide and uh, and and you'll start getting information that will help give you the foundation and framework to start crystallizing this vision. Remember, once you have the end result, then you build back the structure. Once you have that, that's the alignment necessary for the money to actually start flowing. Because once you have the alignment, I promise you, if you get crystal clear in alignment with the hell of what you're trying to do, money has a funny way of showing up really, really fast. Usually when you're not clear, that's when money runs. It runs away. It runs so far away because it's like, oh, I'm shunning you. I don't have any structure. I need structure to flow to your world. Why don't you go build me a structure? Okay, go build you the structure. Now money comes in and goes, oh, I love you. Let me go dive in. That's how it works. I know it sounds funny and corny or whatever, but I promise you that's how it works. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> You're just hitting this from like the business and funding side, but like I teach on manifestation of money and how important it is to have what I, I call them sacred containers, right, to receive. And that's how I approach the topic of structure. But you're just come, like speaking this, you're speaking my language, absolutely. And everyone, you saw how to do it. It's very easy, right? I mean, I'm, I'm opening up my, my mailbox now. And there it is, there it is. So like, it's so easy to access that information. Brian, I'm so grateful for you sharing all of your energy, your wisdom, your encouragement, your love. Um, I'm so grateful for you coming on the podcast today. I think it's the other way around, Victoria. I, I always, I seek that feeling again all the time. I, there's nothing more enjoyable for our team behind the scenes is when someone gets access to money with a plan that's been put in place. It's a very good joy. Uh, we, I like to think we've kind of cracked the code on how to do that. Uh, we have a really high success rate uh, of getting people access to the money, like extremely high uh, to the point where we're so confident that if you get into our world, our structure and get into our framework, like I said, money is about structure, uh, which we, so we created our structure that we know that works, that you're going to get the end result. The end result is the vision and the mission coming true. Just don't let this fear or unknown world of this money game be the impetus of why you don't. Amazing. Yeah. Don't let that fear hold in, hold you back. Like, so... Like, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Brian, thank you. Thank you, Victoria. Podcast today. So amazing. So amazing. One value bomb after another. Just incredible. <laughs> so I'm going to turn it over 
to our listeners and viewers now. Hey, everyone. So thank you for listening in on this podcast episode. If it's your first time listening to the Journeypreneur podcast, hi, don't be a stranger. Make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes so that you get the notifications first every time another episode is syndicated. And by the way, we love our Android users too. So come on over to journeypreneur.podbean.com and you can subscribe there if you're an Android user. But by the way, while you're subscribing, go ahead and leave us a five-star review because that's where you get to tell your story, right? This is episode 163. Put it in the comments underneath your five-star review of what was the one thing that Brian said that blew your mind? I mean, I know I have like a nice list if I were to review my own podcast (laughs) that I could write up in there, but I want to hear from you and here's why, right? I'm It's easy for me to celebrate myself, but it's important to hear your story because number one, I know where we knocked it out of the park, right? What are the topics that you want to hear more about? Number two, you are also sending lots of love to people who are just like you and assurance to say, this is a really powerful place for inspiration and motivation as a conscious entrepreneur. And three, you're sending some love back my way and I'm happy to receive it. So thank you for it. And for everyone who has left their five-star reviews and subscribed, thank you for your support. You're helping me change the world, right? And we're doing it together. So with that, I'm going to bring this podcast episode to a close the same way that I do every time. Please remember to enjoy the journey. Do not lose your glow as you grow in life and business. And we'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye, everyone.